and welcome in to the first uh, episode of the Dynasty Spin Doctors. I'm Chris Pang here with uh, Sala Londano, and uh, you can follow us on social media at the Dynasty Spin Doctors, or sorry, at Dynasty Spin Doctors, and you can follow myself at Dynasty Pangs and Sal Salo. Where where can they follow you? The Dynasty Dawn. All right. <laughs> So uh, tonight we're kind of diving in one of our first episodes here. We're going to do a special little favor that we're doing for a few uh, leagues here. We're doing a little breakdown and synopsis of them. And then we're going to kind of starting uh, start to move into some uh, league agnostic content. So uh, I think that'll be kind of fun here um, to kind of tease that a little bit. Um, you know, everybody's talking about, hey, we should, uh, you know, be pumped and excited about the uh, 2020 rookie draft. Uh, well, we're going to kind of break that down why you should or shouldn't buy those, uh, those pieces right there. So, uh, stay tuned for that. We've got some uh, fun stuff that we're working on right there. Um, but let's hop right into it. Uh, Salo, who do we got first? Who are we breaking down in this league? This is the justice league. Uh, this is a league that you're in. Um, what you yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the justice league is a, uh, league that I was invited to through some, some uh, forget which which uh, you know league member of mine that from from one of our other leagues that I'm in with you actually, mm-hmm. um, got to got got me to this league and you know the only thing that's that's any different from standard on this league is that you do have two starting tight ends, um, so it's not really a tight end premium as much as just a setting that creates a little bit more. Sc- scarcity scarcity at the position um which which makes you know uh, tight ends in general more valuable and and you'll see a lot more tight end picks during the draft that you know in in rounds that you wouldn't normally see so so that that was interesting to to participate in and these guys are seem to be a cool bunch and have asked for a rankings episode or, or a few of them have and so i figured it could be a an opportunity for us to get our feet wet so yeah, definitely <laughs> all right and i also noticed that there's uh two qbs we're not dealing with a super flex here we're dealing with a two qb rank uh position that's right so that uh that definitely puts an emphasis on that and uh you know missing out on those qb runs is definitely uh hurtful and we're definitely yeah. going to see kind of the effects of that and how some people uh might be hurting on the backups or at least navigating those bye weeks um, yeah and, and chris one thing that i should say is that you know this the, the way we came up with these rankings is you know sort of a, a, a an average of what your ranking and my ranking individually would be and then we also did did a one component of just uh, math of, of putting the, the the value of these these uh, these these players and the draft picks that are involved in each team and that into some 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 value as an asset into a number that then acted as our third opinion on this and then the average of those three is what got us to you know this final list or this final rankings that we got to so and we'll, we'll speak to you know you know teams that we we have a different big difference of opinion on you know where you ranked somebody you know uh six and i might have 
are so second, then I might have ranked them nine. For example, you know the the whether the calculator is closer to my position or whether it's closer to your position, and and it just it's just a way to explain to these guys what what is a part of this because I think it's it's important as these guys listen to you know what are what we're ranking their teams at to know you know where is that coming from whether we're just pulling that you know out of nowhere and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is just you know totally based on our opinion. It, it, yes, some of it is going to be based on our opinion, and that's what you're here for. Um, in my opinion, your opinion. But I just wanted we just wanted to add an extra component of just neutrality and 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 uh, you know statistics and math added to you know what our our final ranking will be. So that's why you see you know when we talk about the calculator, that's that's what we're talking about. So. Exactly. Yep. That that number cruncher for us, um, and it's interesting, kind of here, just before we dive right in. We did have one that we're unanimous on, and then we had one that uh, you and I were close on, but the the calculator, or the machine, didn't really uh, think the same uh, opinion on us. So we're mm-hmm. uh, we're definitely going to kind of dive into those, and we'll we'll get to it. But uh, who do we got up first for the night? Well, let's see. On the list that I got in front of me, we're going with Fitz Magic for Life first, Chris. Right. So, uh, do do you know we do have Fitz Magic? This is the one where both you and I agreed. Um, it is the uh, dead last, you know, twelve team in the league. And and I don't know, I don't know about you, Chris, but for me, it was. Stood stood out, and and, and I want to take a look later at some of the draft decisions that uh, Fitzmagic team uh, made here, uh, but, but but they got him to a position where they gave away a lot of value. I think mm-hmm. uh, through the draft, and ended up without a team that has you know much of a of an identity. Um, it has you know what I what what seem to be you know some some very good pieces in you know Pat Mahomes and uh, Mike Evans Tyreek Hill uh, mm-hmm. and but it's just outside of that main uh, sort of sort of core that that this team that this team really seems to struggle right I mean that's yeah. it's, it's outside of that core that 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 the, the team kind of loses most of its value so what, what t- yeah. tell me what you've thought about this team. Well, I'm going to have to say my first and uh, one of my biggest disappointments. And uh, I was I first opened this team up, <clears throat> and I was expecting uh, one player in particular to be on the roster. And he, he's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. spoiler alert. that about Fitz? Yeah, Fitz Magic <laughs> is nowhere to be seen on this roster. You probably um, got sniped. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I... I the QB situation, you know, it's, he's got his two starters, but his uh, his backup, his bye week uh, navigator, is Blake Bortles. That that to me is just super super painful. That's going to cost him potentially uh, um, potentially two games, <laughs> potentially uh, two matches that. He's really not looking great in, uh, but... and, and and that's and that's you know you should you should add to that that you know we're not just talking about you know this year because we're not just you know these rankings don't look at just you know your ability to win this year exactly but but you're you know the the thing is you have Bortles and then you have then and, and by you I mean Fitz and he Fitz has nothing else it's yeah. it's not like he's got any other options a quarterback it's just 
Blake Bortles as your third QB and no depth. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just that's a killer, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, regardless of being in redraft or dynasty, you got to fix that quarterback situation right away. Um, or at least at some point into the future where you think you're going to be able to compete. Exactly. And that's why I do kind of like that he still has his 2021st. I think that's going to be huge. Um, I see that pick, if, especially if he is last, uh, as we project. Um, that pick's going straight to Tua. I think there's no no questions about that. So you can count that one gone. And then his mm-hmm. other rebuilding pieces here, his two 2020 seconds that he got, he got his own and uh, Antonio B. And I think that'll be huge. He's got to kind of figure out where he wants to go. You know, is Kenyon Drake going to be still the one? I personally believe so, but there's some that are, uh, you know, they're, they're a little nervous right now. Um, Kareem Hunt, you know, what's his situation going to be? Is he going to be that uh, one-two punch that we see in uh, New Orleans? Um, or is he going to kind of just be that breather for uh, Nick Chubb? Um, I know that John Dorsey, you know, he, he wants good players. And Kareem Hunt is definitely a good player. I see him uh, really utilizing both to the best of their abilities. And I think that'll be, um, you know, he's, he's going to push that. And they're going to look past that suspension and really push that home hard uh, that's where his <laughs> running back situation kind of takes a little bit of a dive there I mean his next best running back we're looking at what like Duke Johnson right now uh, he's got AP he could be done at the end of the year right now we, we, we have mm-hmm. no clue what's going on there um, yeah and, and, and if you and if you can tell I mean, and by having Kareem Hunt not being there for eight weeks you're gonna have to you know put AP as his, you know, starter for most of as his running back two starter for most mm-hmm. of the uh, so then you're talking about a Kenyon Drake, Adrian Peterson, you know, RB one two situation and and then a very solid as, as as said before you know wide receiver core. Um, if if you, you you know if you don't look at your wide receiver three like when you, if you can't have you know Devonte Parker your wide receiver three in a, in a league like this and 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 i mean you're getting into bench you know situation <laughs> here well, the uh, nice thing it, about that is that he uh, he's definitely a dolphins fan he's got uh Devontae parker he also has albert wilson i believe if i uh, maybe i'm standing and corrected but he does have preston williams as well um well preston at, williams yeah, he does is, have you know, albert wilson in the right. flex spot so he does have all three. <laughs> Preston Williams is somebody who I've, I've, you know, probably deserves his own, you know, ten minutes or so on on on, a, on an episode coming up about just, you know, this this kid's level of talent looks looks legit mm-hmm. at, at this level already, and you know, somebody who's who's has Devontae Parker shares and. Um, Albert Wilson shares in in, in a bunch of leagues, mm-hmm. uh, mostly Albert Wilson. Um, you know, they just re-signed Jakeem Grant until 2023. And, you know, you got this Preston Williams rookie who's full of talent uh, coming, you know, th- th- this wide receiver core is going to be both, you know, looking stronger than most give it credit to, you know, mm-hmm. before. And uh, there's going to be a lot of competition for targets. So it's going to be hard to predict any of these wide receivers here, especially in 2019, I think. 
Um, and then, you know, you get to do his, you know, just to kind of finish up the team because we got to move on yeah. is, is, you know, you got his tight ends being Goddard and Hayden Hurst. Yeah. So he's got both of his tight ends as the, their number, t- their team's number two. Yeah. You I, know, I do like that. Uh, Dallas Goddard does have potential. He is going to step up, especially when the Ertz era ends. And I think that that'll be about the time too, that, uh, Irv Smith on his uh, taxi squad there kind of steps up. So I really kind of like mm-hmm. that in terms of future building. I think those are two solid pieces that he's going to really be able to build on. Um, and then, you know, he can kind of have some leeway to throw some of these 20, uh, 22nd picks at some other positions rather than necessarily reloading at that particular position. Yeah, so I mean, we want to be able to give advice to everybody. So you know, just just in terms of advice to to fits, you know, if I were in your situation, I'd really be looking at, uh, you know, if you can't make it work with Kenny and Drake and AP at the beginning of the year, then that means you're going to be in a world of hurting, considering your tight ends are going to be, you know, behind a, most of the other leagues, and your flex looks fairly weak. Mm-hmm. It, it may it may be time to sell, especially sell win now assets and accumulate more assets for for a total rebuild exactly. in, in my opinion so what do you think about the crazy idea of uh selling his 2021st to someone for a uh lower tier qb you know maybe like a matt stafford or somebody someone who's perceived a little bit lower um Absolutely. For you know, we're expecting this to be a very high pick, potentially the the number Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Selling it for something like that, and maybe another piece on top of that. You know, I, I'd be I'd be one hundred percent trying to sell Jimmy as soon as he has a couple of good games, which he will. But he looked really really rattled in his <laughs> this preseason start, um, which I'm sure is just him getting his sea legs again. Um, uh, and, and as soon as he, he he has a couple of good games, you know, try to sell Jimmy to somebody yeah. who believes in him and will give you that that extra because you're gonna you don't want to be in a situation where you have Mahomes, Jimmy, and Tua, mm-hmm. you know, because then you have too much value sitting with your QB three in the bench, who's just a bi- bi- week filler, you know. Um, you you want to be you want to have more of a Matthew Stafford as you said or Josh Allen or something like that as your QB three, so you know try to try to make something like that happen and, and other types of trades like that that will give you you know a better situation coming to next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that that's what I would focus on. Yeah, and you got to realize when you're probably going to have to start cutting your losses if Rex Burkhead or Frank Gore or even T.J. Yeldon start doing anything this year you know you gotta sell them for a piece especially if it's not looking good you got two to four losses you know sell them cut your losses move on rebuild all right so who's next all right we got j tape ball here and uh we've got him ranked um consecutively together we have him averaged out on uh sixth long term yeah, right in the middle, you know, and and that's that's coming from a fairly um, close uh, calculator and Hippo score of of the calculator has J Tate at four, and Hippo has him at five. I have J Tate um, lower, much lower at ten, so that averaged him out at a six. So you know, we want to be transparent and give you all the all the numbers and all the facts here. So what what's what, what do you think about? jay tate's team exactly 
Uh, I like the fact that he does have a lot of youth on this team. I think he's got a lot of pieces to work with. Um, there's several that I would particularly sell off. But I'm, I have a feeling that Kyler Murray is going to get off to an extremely slow start. But once he starts figuring out what he's going to, you know, what he's got, what he's got going for him on his team, <clears throat> figuring out, um, you know, what his wide receivers are and, you know, what Fitzgerald's going to do, whether Hakeem Butler's going to start feeling better, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, we're really going to kind of see him come into his own. And I think that Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray combo. Is a really good one. Um, mm-hmm. I think Joe Flacco is going to buy him some time to Definitely. hopefully utilize Mason Rudolph. <laughs> um, if not, he's going to have to look to potentially sell some pieces off, maybe get some assets. Uh, you know, maybe with the Kalen Balazs, uh, Kenyon Drake fears, maybe you talk to Fitzmagic, maybe you offload to Kalen Balazs. You know, he's a Dolphins fan, so why not go for it? <laughs> yeah, lean on that. Yep. Uh, the, the thing about about Jay Tate's team is that that I want to give it, you know, as you said, credit for is that you know, first of all, you may very well find yourself in a situation where, depending how the Broncos start off the year, you you may be better off playing Flacco as your QB two than than Kyler Murray at the start exactly. of the year um, to give yourself just a safe floor. Because uh, you, we have no idea what you know, how long it's going to take Murray to get 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 himself comfortable to being you know a QB in an NFL, mm-hmm. Indian and leading an NFL offense. Yeah. Um, but but you, the rest of your pieces are are, are solid. You know you, you're going to struggle a little bit with that tight end two position until Chris Herndon comes back mm-hmm. um, from his suspension. You know running you know Josh Oliver or Jake Butt or Nick Vanette out there uh, are not, you know, good options for, for your tight end two. But, but again, you're talking about your tight end two position. That's not going to, that's not going to hopefully in, in, in destroy your week in any given week. You have others, you know, and by you, I mean, JT, you have, JT has other solid, you know, pieces in his team. Um, the, 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 the problem really becomes that, that, uh, you know, my view that uh, back end, weakness again of of the the flex options that that are not necessarily bad players but are just not reliable especially especially guys uh not knowing what his situation is going to be how much of the 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 backfield he's going to you know have access to and and qt is just his his health right so so you want to you know be looking at uh you know if if you get going and you win a couple of weeks by just you know playing the start sit decisions really well uh with all the other players that you have on your team you know uh, i i think it's really going to come down to jay tate you know nailing those start sit positions um on any given week until you know chris herndon comes back and until Kyler Murray gets gets comfortable, mm-hmm. and then he could be you know doing you know doing really well depending who he ends up foot putting into those flex positions that we may not see as as starters at this point. Yeah. You know whether it's Daryl Henderson or or uh, Kalen Balage or you know whatever. You know he doesn't have much depth. I will say that he's he's he doesn't have much depth and much youth beyond you know. Uh, Daryl Henderson, uh, but but he he's he's got a solid group of players that if if he plays his weeks weekly decisions right, 
could compete this year. Exactly. You know, uh, and then you start looking into, you know, what happens with, you know, Todd Gurley, does his value keep going mm-hmm. down? Alan Robinson, does yeah, his value keep big, going down? That's the big red flag for me, you know. Robinson uh, with the rise of Anthony Miller and whatnot. Um, whether Alan Robinson is fully healed, <laughs> it, it all kind of depends. Are we going to see the Alan Robinson of old or are we going to see the Alan Robinson that's been the past couple of years? And that's the hard part to kind of really tell, um, you know, uh, where is he going to be in that in that team? Um, Kiki Cutie, it's kind of the same thing. Is this the year that he finally steps up, uh, overtakes even potentially uh, Will Fuller? Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think with that mixed with uh, Darius Geis, uh, you've got a lot of question marks on your team. Uh, you got a lot of upside players too. You've got John Ross who could potentially really take out that number two spot behind uh, Tyler Boyd while AJ Green's sitting out. Um, and then you've got the upside of potentially Braxton Berrios that that could come into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, you know those those are good dart throws there for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but but you know, and I and I, I should say that again, the calculator has. Jay Tate at number four. He he has again the fourth most value in this league, uh, in terms of assets, and that shows. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows by those. I mean, these are big assets, man. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Todd Gurley, David Montgomery, Juju. You know, and then on the on the mid, you know, range, Allen Robinson, Car- Cortland Sutton, Darius Geis, Kiki Cutie. These are solid assets. You know, mm-hmm. it's just by the nature of how the team was built. You know, there's a lot of waiting and seeing about what's going to happen in some of these not so reliable, yeah. you know, pieces that you're going to have to make really difficult decisions about. Mm-hmm. It so, almost feels like a auction draft with the studs and duds kind of uh, feel to it. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we got uh, Jake V. Klein. Let's talk a little bit about his team. Let's see what's going on, where we got him. Jake, let's see where Jake lands. Jake landed on um, ninth place final on our list. And that's, you know, calculator had him a sixth. Um, I had him fifth, actually, and then you had him tenth. So it's kind of the opposite of Jay Tate. Uh, There, where you had him fifth and I had him tenth. This one, I had Jake fifth and you had him tenth. And the calculator had him at sixth. So thinking that he has some strong value. Um, uh, let's let's see here. Let's pull up his team. Do you have it up? Yep, I have it up. He's got Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. I like that. But then it dies QB wise. I think the only notable QB that could really potentially start this year, or at least two of them, uh, would be Jacoby Brissett and Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as Joe, uh, Jacoby Brissett starts. Oh, I'm because he has the same bye week as uh, uh, as Josh Allen. I I'm almost saying sell high, man. I think buy some pieces because uh, I I think that's really gonna help this team out. Um, and I know I'm kind of giving advice a little bit early here, but um, you've got Josh Rosen. What what are, what are some of the what are some of the pieces that you you struggled with? Because I, I I'll tell you a couple of of you know he has a, a really strong you know by the mm. book 
um, starting roster. I mean, it's it's um, uh, you know, it's 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 to me seems to me like like the, he's going to be somebody who's really tough to beat on any mm. given week. Um, most a lot of it relying on the performance of a uh, Rashad Penny, um, who who and this is where we get in trouble is doesn't have much you know depth behind him. Mm-hmm. Right, you you have you have you know on your running back uh, bench you have I mean you you are running James White and Matt Breed at both of those uh, flex positions but mm-hmm. you really would rather run in a full PPR league um, some wide receivers if you can you know uh, so you you're, you're using your death in running back and your flex which is fine uh, but puts you in a position where if Rashad Penny has a bad year. You know, then you're 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 running with Lamar Miller and Matt Brita, Matt Brita, and or James White. Um, to me, that's where it falls apart a little bit. Right there is is in having uh, Rashad Penny and, and James White and Matt Brita yeah. be your two, three, and four. Um, that yeah. I don't know many any you know besides James White. You know, I do think he's he's reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what do you think of Penny and Breda? So my initial rankings is one of the big things that we're talking about is we're talking about the future. We're not talking about necessarily the win now in terms of the rankings. Uh, so win now wise, this is his year. This is his shot. Uh, he's got to put it all out on the table uh, if he wants to win it. Otherwise, he's looking at Lamar Miller potentially uh, out the door. He's looking at uh, Jordan Reed potentially out the door. He's looking at James White potentially out the door. Uh, this is Rashad Penny's prove it year. If he doesn't prove it, at what point does Carson fully have the job and he's sitting behind Penny? You know. Um, <clears throat> that being said, he does have a lot of youth in terms of different skill positions that he can pull in. Like he's got. Um, TJ Hawkinson that he can pull up and whatnot. But in terms of answering your question and whatnot, I kind of like Mac Breida this year. <clears throat> I think that with Jerick McKinnon out and uh, what I've seen from Tevin Coleman and what I've seen uh, from Matt Breida, I really think that Breida, if he can stay healthy, is going to be the one that produces this year. That's my personal hot take. But uh, from what I've seen and what... Uh, we've seen even when Tevin Coleman had the number one position in Atlanta, did he impress? I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it. <laughs> so, so if you know, in agreement with you that this is his year, this is when he needs to go for it right here. And I, as I said, I think he's he's somebody who's going to be really tough to beat on any mm-hmm. given week uh, this year. Um, he he, you know, he achieved this really good starting roster with still having, you know, his first second three thirds and a fourth for next year, mm-hmm. you know? So, so my piece of advice is do what you need to do. And in my opinion, it would be in that Lamar Miller, you know, Rashad Penny, uh, combination where I would try to upgrade them as if I can in combination of some future value mm-hmm. to, to upgrade those running back positions, and, uh, and 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 also just cre- if you can if you can't upgrade then at least create some some depth behind you in mm-hmm. the in the bench because that's where I think you're gonna end up suffering this year um, 
trying to win it this year, Jake, is is in you know relying on a, a bench that is almost you know non-existent. So so that that that's where I would be you know focusing my effort on. Yeah, but I do like <clears throat> some of his upside players that he has. I like Zay Jones. I like the Josh Reynolds. I like the Keelan Cole, and then he's got. Um, TJ Hawkinson, who's uh, going to be developing this year, that hopefully if he develops fast, he can plug in. Um, and then he's got um, a pretty good taxi squad. He's got JJ Arcega Whiteside and Michael Hardman. Um, mm-hmm. Deontay I, Johnson, yeah, yeah. it's a good, it's a good, it's, it's a good. It's so that so that's that's where I think you know this this team loses a little bit of its identity. Is if you're mm-hmm. going to go for a win now, then there's a lot of future value here that you're. That, that you're letting sit on the bench as just kind of just in case. You know, yeah. well, if I can't win it this year, then at least I have, you know, this really great draft next year and uh, a bunch of these young players that are going to step up. And, you know, that, that, that's one way to play it. But if you decide not to play it that way, though, then I would sell some of these mm-hmm. future assets for, for, for an upgrade and try to win this whole thing this year. Yeah, exactly. If it's looking pretty soon and pretty early, like you're not going to be in the playoffs – um, I mean, I, w- I would start looking at upgrading some of these pieces. Um, I mean, having Josh Allen as your second QB, it's fun and exciting, but how nervous are you going to be each week, right? <laughs> yeah, and then not having those bi-week fillers really screws you in a win-now situation. Yeah, you I, know? Love the, I love the shot-in-the-dark Alex uh, Smith on the IR, though. <laughs> <laughs> That definitely, yeah. That's smart. Might as well let him sit on the IR. It's an extra position, right? Yeah, and I do love the Bryce Love. I think that that's potentially a really deep sleeper that could pay off dividends down the road. So uh, that's a mm-hmm. smart pick up there. Who's next? All right, we got Crush One Thousand and One. Why don't you tell us where Crush landed? All right, Crush, you landed in the lucky number three spot. Uh, we got our calculator running you at uh, five. Crazy Carl, you got him running uh, number one. I, I did. I have him ranked seventh. So uh, hop into the team. Yeah. What do we got going on here? What's under the hood? Oh, I just, I just, um, this team to me is, is just so solid mm-hmm. from top to bottom. And um, and the fact that he has a, a upgraded draft next year i mean he has accumulated you know as the calculator says the fifth most you know value and the through this draft and uh, early trade period um i see uh you know what there are only a few weaknesses in his whole roster i mean he's got jared goff and mr Bisky. i think we're both going to be great options for uh for 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 this year and in into the future mm-hmm. um you have uh, you know the 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 difficulty coming. You know, with how long will it take for Daniel Jones to become a starting quarterback in the NFL for that third QB spot to be filled? Um, and until then, you know, he might be able to get by with just Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I put the odds of you know Daniel Jones and Josh Rosen starting at about right about the same. I don't know when they'll start. You know, probably around the same time during the year. Who knows? Uh, so, so you know, then you've got you know running backs and Kamara and Connor, mm-hmm. uh, wide receivers Adam Thielen, Julian Edelman, Chris, uh, you know, uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, his tight ends are uh, 
legit. Eric Ebron and Delaney Walker. His his flex positions are Philip Lindsay, Didi Westbrook. You know the uh, Houdini, who I think is going to have a could very well have a breakout year. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I admit that that there's not. I mean, they, they, he has good backups for his tight ends in Witten and Kyle Rudolph, but he doesn't have as much backup in running back and uh, wide receiver yeah. as as he needs. You know, probably to to feel more comfortable here and be able to turn this into a championship. Um, and that's where I would be looking for help is on a little bit of this depth where you don't want to rely on uh, like Tyrell on just Tyrell Williams and um, God who's the running back then Chris Thompson. I mean yeah. that's what you got right. You've got Tyrell Williams and Chris Thompson on your bench that can fill in for you. The rest is is pretty pretty unstartable. Well, right? I wouldn't count out a few players. I I really think that uh, this is the year that. I think we're going to kind of see that John Brown of the Baltimore Ravens return again in, uh, in Buffalo. I think that Josh hmm. Allen has an arm. I think that John Brown has the speed. And I think, uh, you know, if, if, if Josh, uh, John, yeah, Josh Allen can kind of fix his accuracy, I think that John Brown could be that deep threat that they're looking for. Uh, I really think that this could be a great late uh, late draft steal that he grabbed here. Um, and then he's also got DK Metcalf. We don't want to write him off either. And I think that's a sure, really... Sh- sure not. And, and, and so to me, this, this this is just a very solid roster that was built um, with both a win now and uh, win later, you know, uh, you know balance. Um, he's just, in my opinion, a great combination of... Uh, of maintaining the uh, um, the a um, lot of value through the process while building a a team that can be competitive both now and later you yeah. know and not just like middle of the road competitive like he could win this year and remain competitive in the next mm-hmm. few following years and that's why i have him at number one on our list um you know i'm i'd I love to to hear why you have him more you know further down to yeah. seventh Again, I kind of, uh, you know, depth was a big one for me. And I feel like, you know, we're looking at the twilight of uh, Julian Edelman. We're looking also at uh, Adam Thielen. I'm trying to um, pull up his age, and I'll pull that up in a little bit here. But, you know, he's aging too. We're we're seeing the... uh, 29. We're seeing the rise of Stefan Diggs, you know. What can... um, can they maintain Adam Thielen at of old with the rise of Stefan Diggs? Um, I think it's very possible, but you know, the team is also starting to move towards a, a new direction. We saw when uh, they started moving towards the run heavy offense that they, they were looking for with the coach change. Uh, we saw Stefan Diggs rise and we saw Adam Thielen lower. Um, I'm wondering if he's gonna get game scripted out. Uh, you know, this this is kind of one of those things we were talking about where, you know, it's it's hypothetical, but we we did kind of see that happen last year, and 
you know the second half right <laughs> yeah it's kind of a little bit nerve-wracking uh, mm-hmm. i think that sure adam thielen's definitely gonna get his points but is he gonna get his points of old uh, right same thing yeah like i said with julian edelman uh you know I, i'm sitting here and i'm thinking if if like we said for some of the other teams tonight uh crush if you're if you're losing several matches i would say even you know i'd wait a little longer than some of the other teams but if you're not looking great you know julian edelman as trade bait might be a good thing you know adam thielen see what you can get um we kind of alluded at the beginning of the podcast the 2020 uh rookie draft it, it's it's deep <laughs> I find it very hard to believe that Nick Crush is going to honestly, you know, be losing a lot of matches, especially mm-hmm. early. Like, I think, if anything, this team has, a, you know, the potential to go, you know, undefeated for the first yeah. few weeks unless something weird happens. You know, the, the, there's just such a good combination of f- floor and ceiling exactly. in, this, in this team that, that you know, th- this is why I think that, you know, I wouldn't do anything if I were him mm-hmm. at this point. I would, you know, I built a kick-ass team and, and, and with, with you know, future capital and some decent bench players, and I would just ride this thing out and see if I can take this thing home, you know, exactly with what I have and, you know, look at trades later to fill in some holes. Um, try not to give away too much of your future uh, assets in order to do that and, and try to just win this thing this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if you can, you know, maybe you do sell off your DK Metcalf and try to improve some of your other assets. Sure. Who's next? All right, we have uh, Kusetta next. Where do we have? Is it my turn or your turn? Yeah, go for it. All right, we are very similar on this one. (laughs) Yeah, so this is this is not one of much disagreement between us or the calculator you know the both you and i had him right at the middle right at six and the calculator had him a seventh so um that's uh uh you know something that doesn't didn't happen very often in this draft and i think you know trying to you know look at his team and why that is is i think you know he has a lot of players that in my opinion are just um rel- rel- in my opinion, reliable, um, but I don't know how much um, upside he has mm-hmm. uh, in any of them. Whereas, you know, somebody like Crush, we were just talking about players, you know, like Alvin Kamara and James Conner and, you know, Philip Lindsay, D.D. Westbrook, all that could just go off on mm-hmm. any given week. You know, with with Cusetta, uh, uh, we're talking about like Ben Roethlisberger and Kirk Cousins. And Derek Henry and you know Chris Godwin, which I still you know I'm not fully sold on as much as people have have you know have bought the narrative of Chris Godwin. I think I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. Um, but but they, but they also at the same time are very you know asset you know valuable assets from top to bottom. You know Kelsey and Cook and tight end. You know two good quarterbacks. Um, uh, again, just like the other team having to kind of wait on that quarterback position to see if, you know, Dwayne Haskins, when he starts as a QB3, which I think is a solid QB3 once once it becomes a reality, you know. Um, so that's that's kind of my impression. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not a Derrick Henry truther. I am not a fan of him. I think that that's a dangerous uh, 
player to have. I know some people really believe in him, believe in that end of the season hype. Um, but, you know, I think to me that was one of the reasons, that was one of the knockdown pieces there. Um, you know, he's got pieces like Latavius Murray, Murray and uh, Mohamed Sanu. Um, in his starting lineup, those are pieces that I would kind of see. You know, Latavius Murray kind of makes sense, especially for this year. He's in that role that um, Mark Ingram is. But, you know, I don't know. He's not really that, that bruiser that Mark Ingram was. So it's kind of going to be that. It's kind of going to be a, a weird fit for him. I, I, I don't think we're going to expect as many points as we saw from Mark Ingram. I think that's no. I think that's true. I don't. I wouldn't uh, look at Davis Murray, both in um, you know fantasy production as well as skill mm. and talent, and think that they're the same people and that he's going to fully fulfill the the Mark Ingram role. Like we will not have a situation where, in my opinion, when Latavius Murray is knocking at the door of RB one status, mm. the way the you know at one 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 year I believe it was twenty seventeen Mark Ingram and. Alvin Kamara were, I think, back-to-back, 12 and 13 mm-hmm. um, as running backs, right? RB12 and RB13 in the year. And, I mean, that that's, I don't think, going to be the case, you know, especially given the fact that Alvin Kamara is not going to be RB13. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be, you know, <laughs> RB2 or RB3. So, yeah. um, and, 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 you know, but but with everything else, I, I, we disagree a little bit on, on Derek Henry. I do have more faith in, in, in his yeah, potential and potential of the the Tennessee oh. offense, um, but you know what does Cassetta have for future capital? Um, he just didn't do much with his draft. He didn't do anything at all. He's got one to four, you know, one on each round, uh, which is very much like his team. It's like there there wasn't just not didn't doesn't look like there was that much movement. Um, it's just a very, you know, even Steven steady, mm-hmm. you know, value kind well, of picks, you I, know, I do want to say, I do like a few pieces here. I do like his Marquez Valdez scanning, scanling. I think that's going to be a huge piece that he can lean on. Uh, Andy Isabella, it's probably going to be a big one as well. And then he's got some sneaky picks here on his taxi squad. He's got Jalen Hurd, uh, out of San Francisco sure. that could win that slot position, especially now that Trent Taylor's out. And if potentially he gets that um, tight end wide receiver combo label that's going on, um, mm-hmm. you know, Godly. that would be a sneaky play to pull uh, Jerry sure. Cook, especially if he's not doing anything this year. You know, pop him in there and <laughs> that would be dirty. Um, dirty. And then he's got Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison has, from all reports out of camp and from all reports out of the team, has clearly won the backup position mm-hmm. uh, over there in Minnesota. So that could be a real um, dynasty asset, especially you know when you do have to rest Dalvin Cook every once in a while and you got to pop him in. He's going to get plays. He's going to get some action. Um, Minnesota historically um, can support two running backs they just haven't had the best two running backs there or at least two healthy good running backs so So do you feel like this team you know has a pretty good mix of um uh current value and future value where you know i think he's he's in good position to pivot either way i think again very middle of the pack very 
you know, not bought into either win now or win later, any narrative of the, of the two, I think is you just kind of play by ear. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I would do much right now unless I were choosing to go one way or the other, mm-hmm. whether win now or win later. I would just kind of wait and see. Um, you know, look for selling opportunities when hype is high on players. Yeah. Sure, as usual, you know, but besides that, you know, uh, you're going to be able to pivot one way or another pretty quickly and pretty decisively because you have assets both ways. Yeah, I so. think, though, he should probably drop CJ Bathard and pick up someone off of the waiver wire. <laughs> That's my one big thing that I, w- I would highly, highly recommend. As a Niners fan, you say this? I say this as a Niners fan. I say this as a fantasy player. Drop him. Get him out of here. Kick him to the curb. He's gone. Um, And then I also kind of, one last thing I want to hit on before we move on is he's got Demarius Thomas, who could be a sneaky play this year. And then he's also got uh, Stidham, who who could be the future. I think he is the future. That's that's my hot take is Stidham is is the... the man there and then one one final final piece (laughs) that i just noticed was uh or remember to notice was dante moncrief um dante moncrief is a very divisive player he's very young i believe he's what 25 um Mm -hmm. he's he could be great he could be a flash in the pan he could be terrible He's one of those players keep an eye on if you have any doubts at all and he's looking great, he could be a great piece to sell. Absolutely. Agreed. Next we have Waterboat. Um, Waterboat landed at a final uh, ranking of 11th in our list um, with Hippo being the highest on him at number 8. And... uh, the calculator having him at 10th and myself having him at 11th. So, Hippo, why don't you take this one away for <laughs> time being? All right. Like... Waterboat, I'm talking to you directly. This is your win now chance. After this, I don't see a lot of future. <laughs> so, go for it. Do what you can. Try to win. You've got the assets right now. You've got some aging assets. Go for it. That being said, um, he's got some interesting players. He's got Devonta Freeman, who's uh, 27 right now. Um, so he's right around that age of Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. Uh, I myself have found that it's very, very hard to sell those pieces, um, especially to different people within the leagues. It, it, it kind of depends, but it's, it's one of those aging pieces that you'll kind of have to keep an eye on here. Um, Carson Wentz to me is a little bit scary. Uh, I think the injury history is something that we got to really keep an eye on. And then also his QB situation. If Carson Wentz goes down, you've got Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater as the backup. Uh, and then some unmentionals that I'll leave in there. Um, (laughs) and you've got Drew Locke behind, uh, uh, Joe Flacco. What are your thoughts on that situation? Because uh, to me, that's kind of that's kind of scary. Well, I, we 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 totally disagree on Carson Wentz. I mean, we've we've talked about this before. I mm-hmm. um, I believe very much in Carson Wentz. I think that the injuries that have happened to him have been um, uh, sort of freak 
types of injuries is nothing like the you know a reoccurring type of uh situation so uh, to me the the you know Carson Wentz is the, the kind of talent that you are you know in this year I've been able to get him, him in a lot of leagues mm-hmm. um at you know a for ninth sometimes you know quarterback off the board which is just a complete steal when when I compare his talent level to somebody like Deshaun Watts so um, we just disagree on Carson Wentz, but I, you know, always want to have more depth than just hoping that Joe Flacco gets hurt mm. or something like that. Um, but I'm more, you know, curious about what your advice is for somebody, you know, in his situation where it's uh, he's very clearly, and I agree with you, in a uh, win now or else, right? Mm-hmm. What do you what do you do? Oh, this is tough. I think you're going to have to start looking at, uh, let's see, I want to verify his future assets a little bit here, but you got to kind of play to your advantage. I think Robert Foster uh, could be that wild card that he can utilize as he needs. Uh, could be a good trade bait there. Um, you're hoping, and this is one big one for the team, you are really, really hoping that you do not get any injuries. That's one of the reasons that... Um, I, I, I marked him so low was the fact that, um, he's sitting there, uh, with a bench that if he lose one, loses one of these key players, he, he I don't know. I don't think he can recover from that. <laughs> so I think if an injury happens, that's when I would start selling pieces actually. Mm-hmm. And I would start selling like fire sale. I would I would go full rebuild at that point. Um, yeah, I think I agree on the on the uh, injury front. You're you're gonna be in in deep waters over there. Um, you have just I just see so many dart throws. You know, mm-hmm. there are so many dart throws in that bench, and and I maybe some of them will work out. You know, mm-hmm. um, but if you don't, if he doesn't, and and as he as as Chris said. And F, if you get a major injury, I think you're, you've got to just go all in and um, sell a lot of these assets for future value, especially uh, draft value next year. Mm-hmm. Um, some younger players, perhaps. Uh, it's, it's just a fire sale for me at that point. If you can tell that this is a lost year and you've got all these old players yeah. uh, on your hands. Um, you mean you're mainly talking about Drew Brees, Javonta Freeman, uh, Julio Jones, Alshon Jeffrey. Um, where I, you know, one thing, one aspect of this team that I think for me, you know, moved them further down a list um, was his tight end situation too. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not somebody who believes in the hype of uh, Njoku. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he's more of an athlete than a football player at this point. And, uh, you know, you got him and, you know, Blake, you know, Jarwin, uh, as your, you know, two starting tight ends. And in the back, you know, backups, you have, you know, Jonas Smith, um, who's hurt mm-hmm. coming off of an injury and, and hoping that Sternberger turns into, you know, an asset yeah, later down the road. He did so, get a miracle there. Cause, uh, um, Graham just did break what his hand or was it his fingers or wrist or something? 
I am not following that news on on, on Graham, so I'm I'll, not... I'll look that up while you continue. Yeah, so so for me, it's you know you got enough holes in your, you know, in, in your plans here, where but you've got enough, you know, present value that you can make some teams that are going for it this year and know that they have a win now, uh, situation, you know, an opportunity to take the title if they are just willing to give you, you know, the right amount of value for those players. So. Yeah, I I think that's the way to go. I mean, you got Devonta For or Dante Foreman. You know what's Deonta, he do? Yeah. So um, who's next? Sorry. No problem. Uh, we got Antonio B. Antonio. There were different opinions on Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I think you were ranked the lowest there. Uh, we've got a consensus rank of second. Uh, calculator have you, has you ranking ranked uh, first, followed by uh, Solo. You got him ranked seventh, and I have him ranked fourth. Yeah, and and you know, just earlier today, I was talking to Antonio on a private message because Antonio is the commissioner um, of this league, and I was telling him that I thought he did a really good job in the in the draft of accumulating you know value, which uh, very clearly he. He did. You know, the calculator shows him as number one in terms of how much value is in his roster. And um, a lot of that was acquired through uh, selling of the future. Um, and I think that, to me, ends up being the reason why, you know, you get, the calculator has him ranked first. You have him ranked fourth. Um, I have him ranked seventh a little bit because, to me, the 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 – even though he accumulated all these assets, um, the way that I see it, he's in a situation where if some of these pieces miss, like, you know, Sony Michelle has a bad year or um, Sammy Watkins and Corey Davis, both are duds the way that they have been in the past, then I think you're in a situation where your your bench is not, you know, may not be good enough for you to you know make yourself competitive this year and then you're into you're going into the draft next year with a lower you know much lower ability to f fill in the holes that already exist um i like his i like his taxi squad players or at least you know i'd like him in the sense that you know he's got some you know darwin thompson and damian harris in there mm -hmm. uh and and so he's 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 got that in terms of youth. Um yeah. Akil Harry, who's 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 you know, definitely gonna be, you know, a baller in this league. Uh so it's just uh it, it, he he's not and I think this is why he's ranked so high, is that even if it doesn't work out for him, he still has all this talent coming, you know, further down the road. Uh -huh. Um but yeah, you know, it's 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 gonna be he has to understand it's gonna be reliant on that on what he already has in his roster or what he can make happen in trades, not on what's coming in the draft next year. If you don't figure out a way to win it this year. So yeah, exactly. And I, you know, speaking of kind of like building that talent, Sony Michelle finally started showing some of his talent from uh, 
back in his college days, you know, he's starting to show that his pass catching abilities kind of taken off. Um, I've heard reports that uh, they're actually going to start using him a little more in the passing game. Um, I think one of the biggest issues with him uh, in terms of the dynasty community is he kind of suffered from the um, <clears throat> the the knee injury uh, for uh, Todd Gurley. You know, it's like people are saying Todd Gurley's legs are falling off, and they <laughs> equivalent to that is Sonny Michelle having to have a. Um, surgery as well, which it sounded like it was just like a torn meniscus or something like that. You know, something very minor, but people are equating it to that, and so his value is dropping. But I think that this is a year. This is the this is the point where he's got that, <clears throat> you know, that three years or or better window of uh, actually becoming a um, close to an RB one. You know, he's right out. He'll probably be finish right outside of that. You know. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised if he's RB sixteen on the air or something like that. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, you know, the, the the here's why I don't own one share of Sony Michelle is not because you know of the injuries or the 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 lack of availability through part of last year or you know the injury history, his knee, who is the, which I believe they are calling you know. Uh, I don't know a few people I've heard call him arthritic. I don't know if that's the same as Todd Gurley or not, but <laughs> that's uh, what they're claiming it is. Uh, but it's because of what the Patriots have did in in taking Damian Harris. That's that's why I have all zero shares of him. Take take it away for a few minutes. Well, I'll be right back. No problem. Uh, so one of the <clears throat> other aspects that I like is I do like that he has Stephon Diggs and DJ Moore. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins that battle out. Um, between DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Um, personally, both uh, Solo and I are uh, Samuel believers. We believe that he's going to step up. This is his third year. Uh, this is his time to shine. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But I think that DJ Moore, uh, you know, he, he, he's been working on his hands. He had a lot of issues the last year uh, dealing with his hands, whether it's fumbles or drop balls and whatnot. So that'll be interesting. I do like... <coughs> Also, that he's got some uh, good assets with Tyler Boyd, George Kittle, and Tyler Eifert. I think that'll be uh, really huge for him there. Um, and his his bench is really solid too. Um, you know, I I'm a huge huge believer in DJ Chark, and I think that uh, you know we were talking about the stats in a previous episode on our old podcast uh, that we just started up, just kind of for fun. Um, his his college career was insane. I think it was like uh, close to just over 20 yards uh, per reception on average. Uh, something clearly insane. Um, Dante Pettis is the one question mark there. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, I think it, uh, this team will really, um, you know, kind of be interesting. Um, You've got that Nikhil Harry you can pop in. I think uh, there's rumors, you know, again, that he's stepping up. So it's it's he's got a good team. And one of the really big things that I like about this is uh, you've got the QBs that you want here. You have Andrew Luck. You have Deshaun Watson. And uh, you've got Andy Dalton for the backup. So I think that's really smart. I think that uh, will get you through a lot of things. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do like his QB situation. I'm very envious of his QB situation. That's exactly the kind of 
you know, one of the, you know, QB situations that you want to have is, you know, two studs and a, you know, cheaper, you know, low range guy that can fill in your, your holes. Mm. And so I did look it up really quick because I know you, you know, I love to harp on it. <laughs> 2017 at LSU, DJ Chark had an average of 21.9 um, re- reception yards. So, per reception so that's uh that's a number that i think uh is pretty awesome pretty insane and then the year before uh, that was 17.9 so i believe you i definitely <laughs> believe you about the shark yeah i think him and Didi are gonna be a, a good duo yeah i'm excited actually to see the um jacksonville play this this uh this 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 week because they're gonna start their you know they're gonna start their number ones so that'll be huge (laughs) all right so next up we got Bengals are average what do you got them at where do we have Bengals Bengals is somebody that I um, traded with during the 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 draft um, because he went on the win now mode Um, that landed him eighth in the final rank with uh, the calculator ranking him at third due to that win now value that he now has and then Mia eighth and you and ninth what do you think about his team oh (laughs) I'm again I think his uh, one of his big issues is depth and whatnot I do like though that he does have um, Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard uh, so he's got that back up there. Uh, in terms of running backs, you know, uh, he it, it's not looking pretty beyond that. I think uh, Jordan Howard is going to be his best uh, running back back up there. And I don't know about you, but <clears throat> I'm I'm totally out on jo- Jordan Howard. I, I think that uh, at this point he's basically, um, I, I'm going to say it, I think he's a jag. <laughs> But uh, that that's just myself. Uh, Golden Tate's going to be a really good one, especially when he comes back uh, after week four there. So that that will be a huge, uh, huge, huge uh, help for his team. Um, like you said, this is going to be a big one now. He's got uh, Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, and Tom Brady, so he's going to have to start looking at um, potentially finding a replacement for... Uh, Tom Brady pretty soon here um, so you know if he if he can maybe trade some of these assets um, if it's getting down to the wire and you think you can survive without uh, Tony Pollard maybe you uh, and Zeke hasn't reported maybe you sell him I know that takes away your security blanket but uh, you know maybe do some kind of combo to kind of trade up and get uh, a little, something a little better, something more reliant, so that you're a little future proof there. Um, I do like the assets that you grab though, for uh, Justice Hill, Kelvin Harmon, and Stanley Morgan. I think that'll be a good one there. Uh, so I think, it, all in all, I think that that's pretty uh, pretty smart there. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I think that your your Zach Ertz and Austin Hooper will be pretty safe. I 
I think that, uh, you know, between them and Camera Break, because Camera Break does have that connection with, uh, uh, with Jameis, well, I don't see him fading into the background very, very soon here. So I think, um, you'll be good there. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I got there. What do you, what do you got in? Do you, uh, are you back here solo or if not, I can go ahead and move on to the next team. So the next one we got here, <laughs> and this will be perfect because we can talk about him, uh, is Crazy Carl's team. Uh, this is Salo's uh, team. Uh, we've got it, and this is completely not biased. I tried to find as many holes as I can. Uh, we have him ranked uh, number one overall as a consensus. Calculator has him ranked second. Uh, Salo has him ranked, uh, ha has himself ranked third, and I have him ranked number one. Um, I think that he's got a good, solid uh, running back core, at least with uh, Christian McCaffrey and Kerryon Johnson. Uh, but he's also got some interesting pieces here that can really kind of fit in. Uh, Royce Freeman looks to be kind of stepping up a little bit this year in a sophomore year uh it'll be interesting to see where that kind of dynamic goes especially with uh philip Lindsay dealing with that injury uh naeem hines where we saw a lot of uh pass catching options with him it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see what happens especially if andrew luck doesn't start the season i can see a world where uh Naeem Hines is used a lot to kind of provide that relief for Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I think that that definitely could be a, a big role, especially early on, if he does come out injured and whatnot. Uh, one of the big things that I like about him is he's he's got a solid wide receiver depth here. Um, I was spe speaking a little bit earlier on the show about Curtis Samuel. I think that... Uh, Personally, I think Curtis Samuel does uh, trend out, especially on tape, to uh, be very effective in his route running. Uh, definitely a good combo there with DJ Moore. Um, and he's also got depth pieces of Anthony Miller, A.J. Brown, and Hakeem Butler. Uh, with future pieces of Miles Boykin. Uh, all those are going to be really good depth pieces that uh, he can tackle there. I think one of the big weak spots that we have is we have that Noah Fant is a rookie. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see if he can actually jump in and dive in deep. The one thing he does have going for him is he does have Joe Flacco starting, and Joe Flacco historically has been... Uh, very tight end friendly. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, but there is that um, <clears throat> rapport growing between Cortland Sutton and Joe Flacco currently. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, my concern and my biggest concern right now with Silo's team is... Uh, what is it? Tell me your biggest concern. Tariq Cohen. I oh, yeah. do not believe in him. I... <laughs> the hate for Tariq Cohen you makes him strong. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that he's going to be one of the players on your team that uh, really kind of gets benched for one of your other assets, whether that be uh, Royce Freeman or, or Naeem Hines. I think that you'll get more mm-hmm. value out of them in the long haul. I, I might. You know, I very well might. And uh, I, that's kind of why I built a team, you know, in my opinion, uh, full of great flex players. You know, you have, you know, between Cohen and Funches and Hines and Freeman and uh, even people like Anthony Miller and uh, Richard Higgins. Like, you just have a, a bench full of flex starters that can start on any given week based on my start-sit decisions. Um, it, I did decide to go uh, strongly uh, future, especially next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and why the calculator has me up so high is because of my uh, my picks. You know, I have three first rounders, a second rounder, two third rounders, and a fourth. Yeah, um, which is they, just insanely gross, especially with that class. Right, <laughs> the class at Dell. I'm so excited for the draft next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still able to put together a a you know fairly solid starting lineup which that has a lot of death and that's what i like about it is that i have a lot of death an insane amount of youth i think if i were to do a uh, average age of this team it would be i think i did it during the draft and it was something ridiculous like 24 and a half years old <laughs> uh, i don't doubt it. it so it's it's just that's what the the, the this team with cam newton being the most senior of all of them for sure um mm-hmm. uh, so so you know i i i feel like uh, yeah this this has worked out fairly well for me um i don't think i am um among the top three four even five teams uh this year um but i think if certain things go right and i play my start sit decisions well um i can win some weeks that i shouldn't have um that's that's what i think it's going to come down to is i have so many of these flex options that given a good matchup could come up huge for me. Yeah. So, and you have a good sicky who's really developing and should uh, really, really shine in 2020. Well, I don't know. I'm concerned about Gasicki, <laughs> but that's that's another story for another day. Let's let's go to yeah. the next person. Right. And I want to and I want to apologize. And anytime that you see, you know, like 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 that and last one where you saw that you know Chris had to you know be by himself for a little while as I had my. Uh, I had my my baby crying in the other room, and I was trying to calm her down and back to sleep. So, um, hopefully, it doesn't happen very often, especially during podcast time. So, go ahead. All right. Next, we have CBR seventy nine. CBR man, you landed <laughs> at seventh in our list because both the calculator and I had you ranked number nine. But Hippo loves your team. He has a hard on for your team. So, you know, Hippo has you ranked second. So that brought you down back to, you know, up to seventh. Um, but, you know, I, I want to give this one to Hippo to really tell me what you really love about uh, CBR's team. Awesome. You, you heart his team. I do. I do heart it. I think one of the big things that I heart is um, his running back situation. And he is a very win-now team, I will state that up front um i do love that the david johnson dalvin cook combo 
I think that they're both going to kind of lead his team out of the gate. He's also got Antonio Brown, Marvin Jones, and Mike Williams. To me, that's a really solid wide receiver set that I'm guessing from the list of names right there, he didn't have to trade to get these. Am I correct? Are you able to look at the draft board on that while I continue? I will I will do my best. You go on and I'll let you know. Awesome. My only downsides that I got here is the Damian Williams and Marlon Mack. Um, both of, I think both of us are not uh, believers in either one of them. <laughs> so right. I think uh, we're a little concerned on that. I think the Mike Davis could show some value in uh, in Chicago. I wouldn't count him down and out. And uh, we're, you know, everyone's kind of, Hoping Josh Josh Gardner Josh Gordon is back. He's really hurt by the fact that AJ Green is hurt, and you know it's part of the the risk of taking AJ Green. Yeah. You know, I mean, imagine that wide receiver core that you were just talking about, but instead of you know Marvin Jones, you have AJ Green, mm-hmm. and you're talking about Antonio Brown, AJ Green, Mike Williams, and yeah, you have yeah. probably one of the best win now uh, wide receiver core in the league. Yeah, and right. Then- and we're and he's definitely not out for the whole year, so you can have a fresh AJ Green at towards the end of your season, which is the best time to have someone fresh. Mm-hmm. So that'll yeah, be I think that's I, huge. you know, looking at it, I really think that um, that I uh, I might have you know ranked him a little bit lower based on the fact that AJ Green that he picked AJ Green, and and it's kind of almost like. You're asking for it, yeah. so. <laughs> um, but he's 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 you know, the, the, he's to me. I think that the thing that stands out with his team is really just risk, all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, risk in Jamie's and Winston. Risk in both of his. I mean, both David Johnson and Dalvin Cook are solid running backs that both carry risk. Mm-hmm. You know. Antonio Brown, yeah, no risk there. Um, AJ Green, there you go. The <laughs> risk is out. Mike Williams, there is a risk that Mike Williams is not, you know, the the the, the value that we think that he's going to be, especially mm-hmm. with Hunter Henry coming back. Trey Burton, risk. Will Disley, it's, I don't even know what to say about Will Disley. Yeah, um, Uncle Uncle Will, right? Uncle Will, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, and then both Damian Williams and Marlon Mack are not players that I dislike, but they're players that are not, you know. Is Marlon Mack a third, uh, you know, a third uh, down back? Like, can he can he carry the load? Um, mm. No, I don't. We don't know that, and we don't know if he's going to play that role. Yeah, and that kind of um, speaks to what we said about Naeem Hines. You know, mm-hmm. Naeem Hines could be that third down back that we're looking that, at. That's right, and in, in in the uh, heavy um, uh, one of the top offenses in the NFL, that's going to be a very, very valuable role. Um, and I in, in, in the top offense in the NFL and the Chiefs, you know, yeah, having Damian Williams is 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 great. But for how long? I mean, in my uh, in the leagues where I own Damian Williams, I'm trying to sell him as soon as he has a couple of good games, and you know, folks have the the hard eyes around him, you know, and and you know, take him, mm-hmm. you know, take that risk off my hands. So to me, where CBR falls on my rank, um, very high. Uh, a lot is is in the amount of risk involved with his team. It's just all over the place, Definitely. and I think he did that on purpose. So, <laughs> yeah, you gotta love people that live on the edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think that he's very win now. He's 
Uh, I was looking at some of the win now stats. I think he's one of the top people that could be a win now threat. It's true. It is definitely true. Okay. All right. Next we have Givina nine. Yes, Givina um, is one. This one. This one. I. It's my turn, right? I mean, the last time it was your turn. This time, mm-hmm. you know, both you and the calculator have Javina at number eleven, mm-hmm. and um, and I have him ranked number four. So, you know, that brought his score down to 10, right? So he's mm-hmm. the 10th in our, in our you know, power rankings. Um, and I guess I will go through it and tell you why I like it and just kind of, you know, ask myself why why you guys don't. I mean, it's, it's I guess I can't ask, ask the calculator, but I mean, I, can, I guess I can see he made some trades that lowered his overall, you know, uh, amount of value that he has you know gathered um but it it seems to me like um you know you have to you have to be all in on both lamar jackson and matt stafford you know i happen to think that lamar jackson could could be viable this year and 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 you know i don't know for how long i think he has durability uh concerns um but i don't think matt stafford is a bad quarterback Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's, you know, playing hurt last year, you know, is is uh, something that that you know I wish we would have known last year that he had been so hurt, you know, would have colored my opinion of him. Um, he's got a little bit of a struggle in terms of quarterbacks with Eli Manning as his third quarterback, um, but he's still the starter. So it's you know, I'd rather have that situation than the oh let's hope that Daniel Jones starts, you know soon as my qb3 situation so um running backs and left bell and leonard Fournette, like yes they carry risk but both could be rb1s you know um wide receivers you got uh obj brennan cooks i don't know why brennan cooks doesn't get more respect mm-hmm. in this in the fantasy oh, i definitely the respect guy, them the, the guy just the, the, the keeps doing it year and year and year over and over and over in different teams mm-hmm. and people still don't consider this guy as high as he should be um obj and brent cooks man what a, what a great yeah, you know start to a wide receiver court and then you know in a win now situation having larry fitz as your wide receiver three yeah all day and then he's he's got two solid you know at least for this year tight ends and greg olson and vince mcdonald both, I think, Cam Newton is going to have a good year. And uh, Greg Olson is going to be part of a good Cam Newton year, no matter what. I think that offense is about to go off. I think, you know, Newton has the most skilled, you know, receiver core that he's ever had. And Samuels and DJ Moore and Greg Olson and uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, they're, they're, they're one of those sneaky offenses that I think could just go off this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vance McDonald has proven through the preseason that he's not just the guy that who may be the 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 one who benefits the most from the 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 targets that have gone away of Antonio Brown. He he, he is he has made that the sure thing. He's gonna be that guy. He's gonna be the number one tight end in that team, and he's going to get a lot of targets, right? And then when you're talking about your 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 flex game being Austin Eckler, Devin Coleman, um. Robbie Anderson, Geronimo Allison, uh, and Jimmy Graham. I'm just, I'm just there for that, man. That's mm-hmm. that's a good team. That's a hell of a good team. 
Yeah. You know, so so it, it, all around, I think he's 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 built a solid team if you trust the people that he picked. <laughs> you know, if you don't trust Lamar Jackson, then you probably hate this team. Yep. And I think that's probably part of the reason why you hate this team. Yep, I do not believe in Marvin Jack or <laughs> sorry Lamar Jackson, um, and the fact that he has Eli Manning as his backup QB who could potentially, uh, you know lose out his starting position as early as game one. Uh, I know that's uh, not highly likely, but it's still in the realm of possibilities. Um, Levy on Bell, I have no objections there. Leonard Fournette, I do, I do believe that he is potentially injury prone. I think that he could have a lot of issues there. Odell Beckham Jr., um, in the past... From 2014 to 2018, I'll kind of read how many games he played off, uh, just really fast. Uh, 2014, he played 12 games. 2015, he played 15. 2016, he played 16. 2017, he played 4. And 2018, he played 12. Uh, The issue that I have with Odell Beckham Jr. is it seems like by the end of the season, he's out. He's injured. He's, He's one of those players that when it comes you can't count to the, on your playoffs. Yeah, yeah of when it's fantasy playoffs. I understand and playoffs, that. Playoffs, you're not looking great. He's not there, right? <laughs> no, I get and I get that, and I think that's why I think it's. I I don't value OBJ as high as as New Hopkins, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like I just, you know, I think OBJ is is up there, but I don't think you know. I, I've seen in some leagues people trading the two because they believe in the future of the Browns and the the Baker and OBJ hype couldn't be higher right now. Like you're an idiot if you're trading OBJ for, for new Hopkins. Okay. Cause you're not only trading somebody who has, you know, who may be worse in terms of talent, but you're also trading consistency. Mm-hmm. This guy is never, you know, yes, I'm a fan of this team, but I'm not going to lie about OBJ. This guy misses games all the time. Mm-hmm. How often do you think nuke misses games? Yeah. Never. No, no. never. He never misses games. So it's just like it's like comparing Julio Jones and A.J. Green. Yeah. You know, they're both amazing and probably equal in terms of talent. But mm-hmm. one gets a foot injury and misses half his games, and the other one gets a foot injury and plays every every game. Yeah. The, the issue they both have is they both get foot injuries. So. Exactly. <laughs> That's one of the big but, ones. But one plays through it, you know, and, and is elite at that level, and the other can't. So exactly. I think it's, it's why AJ Green. You can find AJ Green in the fourth, fifth round, and you can you have to take Julio Jones in you know the first or second. So yeah. so looking at his starters a little bit, I want to kind of talk about players that I think could be done. Um, I think that this could be the end of Larry Fitzgerald after this year, and I think it could be the end of Greg Olson after this year. I think those are two big ones. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a hard time keeping his job after this year. So that'll be an interesting one to see. You, on the other hand, don't believe that. So, I mean, I would... uh, We'll have to find out some kind of bet that we can put on that. (laughs) I'm just just open to the idea. I'm not not a a Lamar Jackson truther. I just Mm -hmm. think that, that there's so much talent and potential that it's worth the risk. And then we have the risk here of... Uh, Austin Eckler and Tevin Coleman as his uh, 
his flex positions. Um, I'm looking at their projected stats. I don't think either one of them are going to be anywhere near that. Um, I, I guess maybe with a holdout, Austin Eckler will be around there, but uh, I don't foresee Tevin Coleman like that. Uh, the other issues that I've got is his his bench. I'm, I'm looking through here, and I, I, I like Robbie Anderson and maybe Geronimo Allison. Are you seeing anyone on here that you like as well? Maybe Jimmy Graham if he gets. Oh, obviously I did. I mean, you you got you got uh, uh, Jimmy Graham, Geronimo Allison, Robbie Anderson. Um, I I do I do not like his running back death, mm-hmm. but that's because you already have his running backs in the in the flex spot. You know, you already have his running back Beth being in a league that only starts two running backs. By the way, so that that that's. That's something that should be considered. Is there? There's no reason to have that much more running back depth beyond what you already need. You know, having Bell, Fournette, Eckler, Coleman, and you know, and then a bunch of you know, uh, dart throws, which that's what they are. You know, you got Alfred Morris, you got kind of Dixon, Brian Hill, Gus Edwards. Um, Javina got Brian Hill from me in a trade recently because you know it could very well be that that guy will be fighting for the number two spot, not the number three spot mm-hmm. in, in 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 Atlanta. And we all know that can be very yep. uh, valuable. You get a valuable piece like that out of a waiver wire ad. You yeah, know, that's the is, kind of stuff that wins leagues. You know, yeah, especially if he is what they say he is. I think on the bench, or sorry, the taxi squad, the only real piece that I'm liking here is Marquise Brown. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Jerk he probably sold, he probably sold his rookie He probably <laughs> sold his rookie draft. I mean, he's, yeah. uh, uh, if you look at it, he doesn't have rookies. Yeah. Um, sold his rookie draft and besides uh, outside of a second, and then he got a second, you know, Marquise Brown on the second, right? Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's what so. happened. And then I'm looking, I want to look kind of real quick at his picks. He's got two fourths, a first and a second. Uh, he, he's doing okay, but those he's fourths fine. are just throwaway picks. Yeah, but he's got his first and his second. So he's 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 all good. I mean, I think I think Davina in general, you know, I stand by it, Davina. I believe in your players. I think you're going to kick some ass this year, and you've got a good amount of value, even though the calculator doesn't agree with you. Yeah, I believe in that. It, it agrees with me. And I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's <I'll>, true. <laughs> I wish you the best to find a way to sell some pieces. I think maybe this would be a good time to offload Bell and then uh, maybe some of these other pieces. I bet you can get a lot of uh, <clears throat> good depth out of OBJ. Oh, yeah. So who's our last All right. team? Finishing out the... Uh, the rankings is uh, Biggie Brooks, 23. Biggie Brooks came in fourth overall in our rankings with um, this being one of those situations where you and I just don't agree with the calculator. Yep. Right? I mean, uh, I've got him second. You've got him third. And the calculator has him eighth. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just uh, – it's going to be one of those – I mean, I'm going to pull up his team right now, but it's going to be one of those situations where – you know, He's we just disagree. Yeah. yeah, and we just disagree with the value of some of these players. You know, um, I, I've, you know, 
speaking from my self because I ranked him second. You know, I love the combination of um, having. I mean, the only, the thing that I really dislike about his team. Let's, let's start with that because there's so much more that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I really dislike about his team is what happens after Prescott and Derek Carr, right? Mm-hmm. So then you're, you're you're hoping that Tannehill becomes a thing, um, and that's that's a bad hope and the number one thing that needs to be fixed with the steam, I mm-hmm. think, right? But then you go through the uh, the the running backs. Right. This is a team that already has Melvin Gordon sitting in IR, right? We have to consider that. You have Saquon Barkland and Chris Carson as your running backs. Okay. Yep. All right. Imagine if that was Melvin Gordon instead of Chris Carson, right? So yeah. Then Chris Carson gets moved to the flex yeah. instead oh. of LaShawn McCoy. Oh, man. You're right? getting me hot and bothered right? just, just hearing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then you got Galladay, Gallup, and Kirk. As your wide receivers, mm-hmm. like these are all gonna be, like these all three of these guys are gonna be w- wide receiver twos, yep. right? I, I I'm 100% sure of that. Well, so potentially, you've got... yeah. I mean, they could even step up into that role where they're kind of splitting with the wide receiver one and almost. Hand but in that's hand. what I. But that's why you love. That's what you love about that is that all both of them, all three of them, probably have wide receiver two floor. But they have wide receiver one potential. Exactly. All of them. Yeah. Right. All of them could go off in either Arizona, Dallas, or Detroit. If your guy goes off, you're a contender. Mm-hmm. You know, you just took one guy that that whose value you took from wide receiver two to a wide receiver one, and that's so valuable in the value of your overall starting lineup. Right. Your tight ends are O.J. Howard and Jack Doyle. Like, well, compared to other tight end duos in this league like that's as solid as it gets mm-hmm. right uh and, and then yeah in, in the, the flex position you have jameson crowder and Lashawn mccoy right but then you also have in your bench um david moore you have james washington you have uh carlos hyde which is looking worse by the day on that mm-hmm. one yeah. um but I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna you know make a you have Debo Samuel, oh, yeah. and you have Miles Sanders, Sanders, which is the right? biggest. Like if right. he has Melvin Gordon hitting with Saquon Barkley, Car- Chris Carson, and Miles Sanders, and Miles Sanders. He, he's taking the championship. <laughs> I don't care. Like, this kid's gonna go off, hits. right? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's so nasty. Mm-hmm. If he has, if he has all four of those guys, the league is done. Yeah. The only right? reason I have him on three instead of two or one is because of the rest, and then mm-hmm. also the depth. Uh, I think he can reload on his depth with no problem there. I be- I believe he has all his picks plus an extra third, so he can fire away big time on. Uh, fixing some of his holes. I think one of the big things, though, is trying to figure out where that QB position is going to be. Yeah. Um, it's that QB, man. That's the number one thing you got to yeah. fix with that team. It's, is I would focus on, I would focus on QB mm-hmm. number one, and then just a little bit of depth. Yeah. Here's the other you know? thing. Maybe you start looking at people's 2021s, and you say, 
hey, 2021's pretty far out. Um, Fitz Magic, you, you selling? <laughs> you know? No, for sure. For sure. Because maybe because you end up with that uh, Trevor Lawrence. Ab- absolutely. Imagine that. That's yeah. a that's a good view. I mean, we should all be talking. I mean, we're going to do a, a show about the 2020 class, but yeah. you know, the 2021 class is nasty, too. Yeah. 2021 is almost as deep uh not quite but it's it's a beauty we're looking for some uh good years of football ahead of us oh yeah uh, yeah so so that kind of wraps it up let's kind of just go down the rankings real quick here in order uh from first through 12 you want to go ahead and read those off for us yeah let's let's do that so when and first um the aggregate final score number one was crazy carl number two was antonio number three is crush number four is biggie number five is cusetta number six is j tate number seven is cbr 79 number eight is bengals number nine is jake v klein number 10 is javina number 11 is waterboat and number 12 is Fitz Magic. All right. So there you guys have it. The Justice League rankings. So we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, if you did, uh, feel free to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or uh, um, I believe we're going to be posting this on Spotify as well. Um, and then feel free to follow us again on uh at Dynasty Spin Doctors and uh, follow me, Chris, at Dynasty Pangs. And uh, Solo, where can they follow you? The Dynasty Dawn. All right, there we have it. So uh, good luck, guys. Make some trades. Try to get those rankings uh, up and get get some uh, solid depth there. And we'll we'll see you guys uh, hopefully sometime soon. We'd love to hear back from you guys. All right, have a good one.